It's actually a cool sunny day in New York City, and Mr. Travis Wright and what's left of his voice and I are in New York for Consensus, the continent's largest blockchain event. Over 5,000 enthusiasts here, and we are talked out, and yet we love you so much that we're here to present an episode. Mr. Travis Wright, do you have a voice? (gasps) (laughs) He does not. But get ready for a great interview with the folks from BlueShare.io, all about security tokens in this episode number 268 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Oh, yeah. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. And it isn't a joke. Your voice today, Travis, has been really on the, uh, well, let's just, I'll let you just say it yourself. It's bad. It's bad. It's not good. But you know what? When you're hanging out and talking to literally hundreds of people and going into clubs and after parties and shouting over loud music and drinks and smoke in the air and all this other stuff. Uh, but, Mr. Jokom, Bitcoin is over $8,200 right now, this minute, so I'm not feeling too bad. And Ethereum, over $240. I've heard that uh, 300 is the next resistance, so these are indeed exciting times and you know you're talking about breathing the smoke in the air if i understand correctly you were smoking more than that last night I did, actually i did not no i i left actually when i left with you guys and uh on the way back to the hotel i ran into um a senior director economist for the cftc had a beer with him and then went back to my hotel so no i did not but you uh, according to the minority report you had the intention to, I was going to. yeah i was thinking about it but i didn't <laughs> Well, we would tell you about our sponsor for today's show, but rather than do that, we're just going to introduce you to them through the interview we conducted prior to coming to New York. And so, are you all ready to learn about BlueShare? I think you should be because these guys intend to do security tokens right. So, let's go ahead and get to it. Ross Ulbricht is serving a double life sentence without parole for all nonviolent charges for creating a website. Please help free this peaceful man. Go to freeross.org and sign and share the petition. Utility tokens. That's what we've heard the talk about for so long in the crypto world, especially during the ICO craze. But now we're hearing more and more about security tokens. These are tokens that pass the Howey test that the governments deem securities, and they usually get their value from some sort of tradable asset. Uh, We're going to learn more about securities and STOs, and in particular, one project that is uh, got a security token, which is actually a sponsor of our show. They've got a a fascinating project. It's called Blue Share. The website is blueshare.io. And with us, we have a financial advisor of Blue Share, Ilian Skarlatov. Ilian, welcome to Bad Crypto. It's great to be with you guys. 
let, let me give a little background so people know who you are because you're kind of a big deal. Uh, you're the founder and managing partner of Maine Capital. You're a, a leading investment banking boutique with expertise in capital markets and M&A transactions in Bulgaria, the C region, China, Hong Kong. You're also founder and CEO of KBC Securities Bulgaria, and you are senior partner and lead business developer at Sofia International Securities, which is one of the largest Bulgarian brokerage houses. So you know securities, don't you? Well, all my professional life, this is all I have been doing, guys. Securities, I've been a trader, I've been a research analyst, portfolio manager, back office, uh, capital markets expert, and finally I sat in the seat of the investment banker. So great, everything I've been knowing on all my professional life. So we want to learn and our audience wants to learn about securities and security tokens. And we'll talk a little bit about the project that you are advising now, BlueShare. But I kind of gave a, a quick overview of what defines a security token. But can you please expand on that a little bit? Well, there are there is a shady area when people get confused. So a security token is a token that it's regulated. There has to be a prospectus for it. There has to be an ICIN, International Securities Identification Number. There are many tokens that are asset-backed with intellectual property or with some kind of commodity. Those are not security tokens. They're asset-backed tokens. A security token, as I said, needs to have an ICIN and a prospectus filed in some jurisdiction somewhere in the world. We find this, we find it very interesting. The whole, you know, transition from the ICO to the STO, and when we're talking about a security token, now, you know, from one of the things that we've sort of talked about that made sense to us is that, you know, it's kind of like a merger between stock and the the, the cryptocurrency token. Is that how you might how you might explain it, or maybe you know? What's I will better give you. I will give you. I will give you a very accessible explanation for everyone. Uh, security token is, if we are in the automotive uh, industry, is a Prius. Basically, the Prius has an internal combustion engine and an electric battery. So you can run it both ways. If you like to step on it, you put the, the combustion engine. If you like to drive uh, slower in the city conditions, you run it on the battery. The same thing, basically, you have two systems working simultaneously until one of them will be obsolete. This is the engine. So it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid, yeah. The, the security token, is, is, it, gives you, it gives you the global access to capital that a blockchain-based token, a smart contract gives you. But underneath, there is the old world legislation that regulates the underlying stock. So everyone globally is fine with the security token if it lies on the old world rules. Okay, so I know that security tokens solve a number of problems. You know, the first one that comes to mind is that the ICO world is kind of a little scammy. And so I think that there's some credibility that comes along with having security tokens. But what are some of the other benefits that, you know, we're going to see in the crypto blockchain world by having security tokens? Well, basically, you will see eventually one unified global securities market. This is what all the fuss is about. This is the end goal. So we are not there yet. We will be running hybrids. We will be trying this and that. 
It will take probably 10 to 15 years, probably more. But at the end of the day, all securities will be tokenized. All securities will be on the blockchain. There will be sufficient legislation that will govern the global securities market. And this will make the world and the business an easier place to be. Great. So now, so now let's get to the the blue share security tokens. So you guys, you know, you guys are, are stating yourselves as a next generation Swiss trusted, secure blockchain liquid digitalized investment. So if you could maybe put that in layman's terms, what exactly is is blue shares? Basically, you have a conventional business. Let's say that you sell ice cream in Arizona. Then you want to put this business on the blockchain. So you have to register in a crypto-friendly environment. Switzerland is a crypto-friendly country. You make a holding company which owns 100% of the operation company that sells ice cream. So once you're registered in Switzerland, you publish a prospectus, and then there you go, you're regulated. Then with the prospectus, you obtain an international securities identification number for your conventional shares and an international securities identification number for your security tokens. Then you make the website, you make the white paper, you make a data room when you upload all the recipes of the ice cream you're selling and why it is so nice. And you create the smart contract on ERC-20 or any other blockchain platform you like. And then you hit the market. It's very, very simple, but it took us 14 months to make it happen. But you guys are actually, the, the token is based on a business, a, a mining business that has been going for well over a decade, right? Interprom? Interprom. Now I'm getting in what we have been doing. I just tried to explain in lamish terms how the system works. Now, Interprom is a construction company, hardcore construction of complex infrastructure projects, such as uh, subways, highways, uh, the biggest in water purification systems in Bulgaria. Basically, mo- most, of, uh, most of the water purification systems have been done by Interprom. And, you know, the biggest deal about public procurement is that you have to uh, deal with the state, which, as you know, it's not the easiest thing. So this is something Interprom is very good at. And they are leveraging this knowledge and this experience by entering the uh, natural resource mining business where your counterparty is, again, the state. So we have obtained, Interprom has obtained numerous exploration rights. In this project, uh, we will see in the Blue Share project only 10 of them. Six are for construction materials, so they are queries. Three are for gold. And one is for copper. There is also some silver, uh, lead, and zinc in the gold mines. But this is uh, what the fuss is all about. And the reserves, the estimated reserves on the first review of this uh, site is for 4.3 billion US dollars. So it's quite substantial. So this is the operation company. This is the ice cream company. And we made a Swiss Swiss uh, holding company, which is called Interprom Mining AG, which issued two class of shares, class A and class B. Uh, And we are tokenizing all the B class shares, and we are offering uh, approximately one third of them to the Global Blockchain Investment Society. I I want ice cream now. 
<laughs> some ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the idea. If you want the ice cream, buy the security token of Bush. Uh, let, let me get I want to get clarity here. So, you know, as we're talking about this being a um, a hybrid. So whereas a utility token simply works within the um, the ecosystem of the project, is this like owning stock in Interprom? It absolutely is. Not only that, at any given point, if you change your mind and you don't want a security token, you can exchange it for an actual share of the company and you're not dealing with us. Uh, there is a depository institution where where the underlying shares linked to the tokens are deposited. So, so the analogy that you shared about... If we wanted to create an STO and we had an ice cream company, then this is the process that we would do that. However, you guys aren't helping other companies do an STO. You guys are primarily focusing on your interprom business and doing that, correct? Yes. Well, basically, we're the guinea pig. Okay. Our blue share platform will allow that, but we are like the, the pilot. Gotcha. We're the testing we're the testing company and we are clearing all these problems. So when, when a client comes in uh, several months and says, guys, I want to do the same, we will tell him we have the recipe. Oh, that's beautiful because from my understanding was, my thought was that's what you're doing is you're helping people and that is what you will do. But right now you're working through all the kinks and all the issues that you might have to figure out. So that way when other people come to you with their ice cream stand, you have all the process worked out and you're ready to go and you got everything you got everything all all exactly so the initial pilot pilot project is blue share security tokens yeah. which will for, by which we will get we are aiming to get 128 million in order to develop 10 mines which hold 4.3 billion of estimated natural resources reserves once this is done our token would be floated in our platform it will be floated also on other regulated exchanges because a security token requires a regulated exchange, not any kind of exchange. I want to say, as uh, as we're speaking here, I pulled up photos of Bulgaria, and wow, you know, you've got beautiful, lush green mountains, you've got beautiful beaches, you've got charming old cities. Now I want to go and pay a visit and uh, and see here. I want to you know hang out on the Black Sea on your your beaches. It's it's pretty nice actually for skiing, for uh, sunbathing, for uh, if you like the beach. I'll give you some fact that you don't know. Okay. Bulgaria is the third largest producer of gold in Europe. Mm. Behind that, who? Who's who's yeah. one and two? <laughs> number one is uh, Norway. Number two is Sweden. I didn't even know that. I didn't know one and two. Now I know. Congratulations on third place. You guys try harder. <laughs> yeah, well, natural resources is not about trying, you know. No, it's no. either you have them or not. Right. So you guys have determined that there's four plus billion dollars worth of gold and silver and other precious metals within your mining operation, but you guys are trying to raise $128 million to be able to go after it. Is that correct? Exactly. Yes, we have made preliminary studies. It's not like we are digging and looking at places that there might be some or there might not be. Uh, so we are confident about the the mines. We have a, a full-fledged data room. Once you go to uh, blueshare.io and register, you'll have access to all the document, the, the primary documents, 
the prospectus, the white paper, the light paper. So there is, you know, if you want to make a hybrid, you need to follow the rules of the old world and adapt it to the flexibility of the new world. So I'm looking here at the roadmap on the website at blueshare.io. You guys came up with this Q1 2018 right now. Uh, you know, Q2 is is upon us. That's the offering. Kind of play out for us some of the major milestones that you plan on um, revealing as we move forward on this timeline. Well, basically now we opened on the 6th of May. The STO will take place for 90 days. Uh, then we will count how it, it has been uh, performing. And if everything goes according to plan, first quarter 2019, the six queries for construction materials will be operating. Uh, and by end of next year, beginning of uh, 2021, we expect the open pit of the Golden Mine to be operating and the Copper Landfill. Just, just so, to, to just, correct, you said first quarter 2019. I'm assuming you meant 2020. Uh, 2020. Okay. You know, if you, so you guys are raising this huge. You guys are raising this huge amount of money, 128 million dollars. Now, are you guys doing that strictly from crypto, or are you guys doing that from other financial sources as well, or traditional means of of, um, of, of fundraising? Well, now the 90 days, it's solely for crypto investors. We are giving the crypto investors the priority to be first. So not, no one else will have access within these 90 days. If we get all the 128 million, everything will be limited to crypto only. Okay, but you guys are developing your own platform. You know, we've heard of existing securities platforms that have been around for, you know, a little bit. Polymath is one of them, Securitize is another. But you guys have opted to create your own platform rather than you leverage one of the existing ones. Why is that? Well, this is the style of the CEO. He doesn't like to depend on other people. <laughs> I'm, I'm very honest with you. This was the same question asked. I said, uh, Kalyan, there are so many platforms we can choose. So I said, look, I don't want to depend on third parties. We will have our own, and then we will list to other regulated stock exchanges like this SCX, the Swiss crypto exchange. Probably next one will be Gibraltar. Singapore, but you know, if we want to list a security token in any of the existing big names, I will not be saying their names, it's not possible because they're not regulated. They're good if you're a utility token. If you're a true regulated security token, you cannot be listed. We, we like when people say names. Who, uh, you know, who are you referring to? The big guys, the Binance, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So uh, does that mean that the platform that you're building for yourself will then be competing with these other security token platforms? Stage one is to provide peer-to-peer -peer mobility for our own security token. Stage two will go there once stage one is completed. Okay. So let me ask you this then. What does the ownership of BlueShare give you? So now let's say we invest, we invest. We throw a thousand dollars into Blue Share, and does that give us some of the dividends whenever you guys are tapping into this four billion dollars worth of gold or silver? And a percentage of that is coming back to the investors, or how does that work? Exactly. So you're entitled to dividend, and you're entitled to liquidation or residual value if something goes wrong. So you are entitled to everything that a standard shareholder is entitled to. The only thing you're not entitled to is voting rights, because we have tokenized Class B shares, which are profit participation shares. Okay, so you're going to be sending gold bars to our houses or what? 
Well, no, basically. <laughs> I want gold bars sent over here. Come on now. We'll, we, we will be mining gold. We will be shipping the concentrate to processing plants that, you know, create the gold bars. We will be making profit out of it, and we will be distributing dividends. Very nice. I want, I want some Bulgarian gold coins, Mr. Jokom, don't you? I, I want some Bulgarian ice cream, two scoops. That's, I mean, you can have gonna... well, ice cream. I want some Bulgarian gold bars. I guess that's better. No, no, come, come to Bulgaria and then you will want some Bulgarian girls. Like, uh, you know, your your CEO uh, is kind of the renegade then, wanting to do his own thing. Maybe give us um, a little bit of overview about him and perhaps highlight a couple other members of the team that are playing a key role here and why you think this thing is going to be so successful. Okay, Kalyan Teodosiev is founder and CEO of Interprom. Uh, he's been running the business for 23 years. And if you're sitting comfortably, the business to date is totally unleveraged. He doesn't owe money to the banks. And then I meet this guy who doesn't use debt, and he says, I love blockchain because I believe this is the next big thing and I want all my fund transit to be on the blockchain. He's an engineer. He's been doing working in, in public procurement for the last 23 years. He's done uh, hundreds of projects, and he loves the blockchain. For me, it was a shock because this is a hardcore traditional business, and blockchain usually doesn't go with these kind of people. The other members of the team, Mario is the project manager. We have Yavor, who is also facilitating the project. We have Zlatin, who is a doctor in finance. He's the CFO of the company. So the, the team, we have a plumber who is uh, our CTO. He's extremely literate in drafting smart contracts. He, 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 he's an author of the BlueShare.io website, front-end, back-end. Everything that you see is made in-house. I also had the pleasure of meeting Mina. Mina Ayatova, your your marketing communication specialist. I happened to be in Dubai a few weeks ago for an artificial intelligence event that the Dubai government was putting on, and concurrent to that, it just so happened that the uh, the STO summit was taking place at a hotel down the street. So I had an opportunity to pop in and and meet uh, team members and wear the blue share hat. Yeah, I was there actually. I was pitching the Blue Share project. I simply was not yeah. there the moment you you arrived. I know I have a question that I, that I know our audience is going to ask because there's been some other projects that's popped up that's talked about, you know, leveraging gold and silver and mining and and creating tokens and value out of that and 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 I don't know that we we've seen any of them be successful yet. Can you dig it? Yeah, can you can you dig it? I, so I'm <laughs> I'm curious about this as you mentioned that you've done research on the mining area, you've determined that there's four plus billion dollars worth of gold and silver in those mines. Is that a report that is publicly available? Uh, because I think that's something right there that's going to be the proof is in the pudding. If there's a third party report about those mining operations, that would give a lot of maybe more faith to the potential investors. Well, the answer is we can dig it. <laughs> okay, so basically, <laughs> uh, well played, Ian. Well played. <laughs> okay, uh, you made a very strong point, and this is something I've been preaching for a long time. Everyone that goes to blueshare.io, register, download the prospectus, read thoroughly the prospectus. All the information is there. But this is secondary information. We have primary information in the data room. Upload it. It is there. And there is a third-party report 
from Bureau Veritas uh, for all the queries. We are expecting to upload uh, the report for the gold next week. Uh, I mean, the third-party report. We have the original primary report, but you know, the Bureau Veritas is like saying, okay, what this report writes, it's accurate. Uh, so we will have the third-party verification, but for all the sites, there are the primary documents which have been filed with the Bulgarian state. We are not showing documents that are like internal for inner promotion. Mm, that's good. These are yeah, we need because yeah, that proof is really important. Exactly. So uh, as you said, you want to come to Bulgaria. Any investor that feels like investing heavily, he's welcome to come to Bulgaria. We can go to the state authority. We can go to the sites. We run a totally open book. There is nothing behind the curtains. That was a really great question, Mr. Travis, right? I just want to say that. And when I'm Googling uh, gold in Bulgaria and I go to news, there are a lot of stories here, uh, you know, talking about Bulgaria being the future place for, you know, the next big mining operations. So let there be gold. The big the big gold diggers here, guys, is Dundee Precious, the Canadian company. Mm-hmm. They're number one. So it's, I mean, this is the best reconciliation you can Very get. Nice. I ain't saying you, she's a gold digger, but. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Those Canadian gold diggers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, if you do some research on here, it talks about Bulgarian gold reserves uh, and, and, and mines. It says there's 40, over 40 tons of gold was, I guess, is in the gold reserves in Bulgaria. But there's all kinds of different pieces of news out here. I see that as well, is the next gold mine in Bulgaria from mining.com, which is not, you know, crypto mining. It's the actual old school traditional mining. And, uh, yeah, so looks like Bulgaria is a lot of of great stuff out there. So I think that, you know, if this is something that you're thinking about investing in, you know, make sure you do your due diligence on this. Take a look at that report that's going to come out in the next couple of weeks, folks. And if that's something, because I I think somebody's eventually going to get this right, right? When it comes to gold and mining and silver and crypto, somebody is going to get it right. And I think that if you have validated reports and evidence of, there's gold in them, their heels, and it's there's proof. And you have a company here like Interprom who's been doing this for 23 years successfully. Maybe this is the vehicle that can get it done. But again, we're not financial advisors. We we don't necessarily know uh, that uh, that that's this is going to be successful. We you know some projects are, some projects aren't. But you know, if all the evidence is leaning over here, that looks like this might have a better chance than than uh, than most, Mr. Jolcom. Guys, I am vouching always read all the documents. Please go through all the primary documents in the data room. Read the white paper. Read the prospectus, which is legally binding. Actually, the Swiss authorities can go after us for what we oh, Yeah, the Swiss the don't play. Yeah, always read. We are asking you to read because there is nothing we are hiding. Excellent. Well, lots of good information. We're we're pleased to welcome BlueShare as a sponsor of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Uh, we did our own, you know, due diligence on our side to check out and make sure that what you were going to say, you know, is is actually there on the site, and it is. And uh, we encourage people to go to BlueShare.io and check out. Of course, we never make recommendations for financial investments because we're not financial advisors, and we, and Ilian is even saying to you, do your own due diligence before you would make any investments. Reach out to them. Uh, ask questions uh, via the website. There's a Telegram group that you could join. There's also a live chat 
um, where you can ask them anything on there. So that's how to get a hold of them. Ilian, is there anything else you'd like to tell the citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia before we sign off? If you want to invest in a security token, a real one, which means that there is an underlying security and that at any given moment you can change your token for a security, and that this company is doing an actual real-life business, if you want to hedge your portfolio being investor in many online and virtual businesses, then BlueShare.io is something you should look at in detail, read all the documents, and take an informed decision. BlueShare.io, construction, mining, and ice cream. Well, no ice cream, but uh, thanks, Elian. We appreciate it. Once you come to Bulgaria, I'll buy you all the ice cream you can eat. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're like me, now you know more about security tokens than you did prior to that interview. That's true. Great stuff. BlueShare.io. Interesting interview, Mr. Jolcom. Absolutely. More great content coming your way. We've recorded a number of interviews here in New York City, and honestly, you would hear a bunch of noise were it not for the fact that to record the beginning and the end of the show, we went up to the 11th floor of the Hilton in a, in a uh, hallway where nobody was so that we could actually get some peace and quiet here. Again, that's how much we love you. And Travis is actually taking a photo of me right now holding the mic. So we're going to post it and you'll be able to see the proof that this is legit. And what's great is actually no elevators have opened up and went ding while we're recording this segment. So that's good. And as I say that, the dude comes over and clicks the elevator. So yeah, that's perfect. We want we want the ambient sound. Thank you for bringing that to our podcast. We appreciate that. Anyway, we appreciate you guys listening. Stay tuned for some great interviews coming your way. And as always, stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.